Incoming transmission from the Babylon Project. And welcome to the Babylon Project, our last best hope for trash. This is a podcast for Babylon 5, uh, and it's four friends recording our last episode. Uh, today, uh, I am joined by my co-host Jude and Anna. My name is Justin. But also along is the most important person behind the Babylon Project, who you have heard very rarely on this show, but is in fact the reason why we've stuck around for 60 plus episodes doing this. Aaron, a.k.a. Zathras. Hello, good evening. Everybody, how are we doing? <laughs> well, th- do you want to explain what, what uh, where, where oh, we're all well, at let's, right let's now? Let's talk about where we are temporally, because where I'm at yeah. right now is I'm in 85 degree weather. It is nearly 7 o'clock on a Thursday. Um, I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> um, but we just watched Sleeping in Light, the finale of uh babylon 5 which um we've talked about a couple times in this episode was the original season 4 finale but then was shifted to see this be the season 5 finale uh, with some edits after they were renewed for season 5 and it shows we are not going to do a summary for this episode but instead we're going to talk about vibes (laughs) i forgot how like fucking sad that episode is it's just i was muted for a reason it's a downer I see it's a thing of like I don't think this is like it's a for, for it's what, a like looking at, I think if you if you play it as the season four finale instead of canical for Leibowitz or uh or whatever they called it. Yeah. Um, I think I think <laughs> canticle for Babowitz. Yeah. I think instead <laughs> that would become a much more melancholy and like the, the, the crux of this episode is the it is the end of the love story between John and Alem. Yeah. And there, and it's not really focused on much of everybody else, mm-hmm. but it's about tying them up and and the end of B five and I overall I think it's a very good episode. Agreed. It says you've definitely got to be in a place to want to watch it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the three episodes together, the last three episodes taken as a unit, are fucking are bummers. Even with the like maniacal horniness of objects in motion. It still comes like the three episodes are still a super bummer because like a bunch of people, Jakar and Lita, like zip off on their tour and with no fanfare and and do not appear in the finale. Yeah. Yeah. Londo is nowhere in the finale. Presumably because he's dead. Yeah, because he's dead. Yeah, right? yeah. Because he and Jakar. Well, and if he's dead, then Jakar yeah, yeah, is dead yeah. too. Yeah, because yeah. he and Jakar have uh, completed their uh, choke off uh, reunion. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not knocking any of this. I think it's bordering on brave to to end your five year planned television show with an episode that anticlimactic and like morose i think it's because we've already had all our climactic moments in the series and yeah yeah i i think one of the hardest things you can do in in storytelling is ending it yeah like i mean how many how many 
TV series can you think of like that is a great ending to a series be as compared to God, I hate the finale for this show. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It is and like I will take, you know, here's an episode so you can cry, cry away all of your feelings about the show all in one all in one shot. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's like if you're like if you're saying like I want to afford some emotional catharsis to like yeah. these are the end of stories, but we're not going to be talking about necessarily what the what happens in the end of these stories, but instead we're going to be giving the emotional ending of these. Again, not complaints, just an observation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I personally find it closer to like what I'd call the romantic sublime rather than like a downer. Cause you know, the, the whole thing is that like they've known this is coming for a long time. They don't want it to come, but it is here. And you know, it's that path of path through grief into acceptance. Yeah. It's not, it's not a tragedy, but it is a goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just kind of somber. Maybe is better than morose is a better term. Is a better word for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, I think it works for me. I, I no, like, it works. It works better than um, time skip. Time skip Palooza. And you know, I think you forgot to mention that this was written and directed by J. Michael Straczynski. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you? Should we play a little bit of "I Know That Face"? Uh, well, there, well, we get the the only one that's important is the return of that motherfucker, Wayne Alexander. Uh, no. Oh, real. The person who shuts off the break. Oh, that's J. Michael Straczynski. That is J. Yep. Michael Straczynski. Yep. I knew I, I knew that there I knew that there was like the last there was a random person. I, I like somebody had told me that like JMS appears in the last episode and like you know JMS when you see him. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yep, that that's him. That's the mm-hmm. only he's, place he's the he one turning be. off the lights. Which I think yep. is I think if you know that, that is a very good beat. I mean, you can I I think I think if we were in a more cynical mood, we might diss him for that. Um, but you know what? The dude wrote like four, the dude wrote like a hundred episodes of television for those. 110. Yeah. Yeah. 108. I mean, he didn't write all of them, but like, I, that's true. But like, well, you know, he wrote like 90 something episodes of this series. You know, he could, he can have that moment. JMS can has his cameo as a treat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what an episode though. Yeah. Oof. I don't think there's yeah. a lot to talk about it. Other than do, do we talk, want to talk about, uh, uncle Steven? So what I'm taking from the season five finale <laughs> is that Tessa, Franklin, Garibaldi, and maybe Lee's, I don't know what Lee, I don't know what Lisa's in it, are like, like they, they are, they are definitely swinging. <laughs> there is definitely least. some polyamorous <laughs> energy there, uh, for sure. Yeah. Also, I love Franklin's like little tennis outfit in that episode. Yeah. Tennis shorts lounging on the couch. Yeah, no, yeah. there's definitely some paint me like your French girls uh, energy in that scene. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Also, the the glasses on him, which are interesting because they're they're very reminiscent of the glasses that his father. I was wears. just gonna say, yeah, definitely an intentional callback. Yeah, no, there's definitely some big poly energy going on in that scene. I also think that the th- the thing that jumped out to me the most about that episode is how goddamn good it was. To see Ivanova and not, hmm. oh my god, um, yeah, what's her name? Lockley. I mean, yeah, I mean, because because they still had her under contract for when they filmed this. Um, oh god, and yeah, it's just it's it's a very much uh, yeah. She's, I love I love to see that you know Ivanova becomes the head of the alliance. Yeah, she's her, gonna kick ass. Yeah, because, because, yeah the, head the, the head of the Rangers. She's so good. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Head of the Rangers, and has like a very nice like silver hair thing going on there. Love that for her. Yeah, 
Uh, I feel like she had the best of the like older styling. Yeah. Hmm. I think yeah, it's hard actually, to do that. That was one of the questions um, I wanted to ask. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Zach's like Zach, who basically looks the exact same he does with like a little bit of gray. And he's doing that thing that people actors do with their voice when they want to sound 20 years older. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he's got the like extremely fake looking limp. Yeah. Yeah. Zach basically looks like he just went out drinking the night before. And then they they <laughs> turned him loose on set. And then he tripped over a bed or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that all they did with Veer is just, like, spray-painted his, ha- his hair gray. Yeah. Like, nothing has changed. His, his energy... Well, that... And, and he's getting late. Like... Nothing oh, has changed about yeah. Veer, except I'm so that he's, happy for Veer. he's appara- getting laid. Okay, just apparently he's also, like, into some foot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, multiple angles w- with their... You don't know. You know yeah, reach. we don't know. We, we have no idea what the Centauri Kama Sutra looks like. Yeah. There could be all kind of weird stuff going on underneath that sheet. Fans, if you want to do us some fan art, then, you know... Do not send uh, the Bad Pod account, because that means I have to yeah. look at it. No, please do. Please do. Man, oh, hold on. Who do I know that I can commission for this? Man, I wish Jess wasn't so busy. Jess would get all over this. Speaking of Veer, though, I also like the little beat where he's just like zonked in the corner at the party. Yeah, of course yeah. Veer is, the, of course, Veer, of all Centauri, of course Veer is the one that passes out at the, uh, passes out early in a party and has to be put mm-hmm. to bed by the fucking humans. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. I... This is one of the things where, like, I wish that it had been, in some ways, I wish that it had been, like, that we'd had the best of both worlds in terms of, like, the cast and filming it. Because it would have been really nice to have Talon at that table, too. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was clear at that point that he was going to be the next Narn ambassador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I would have I would have appreciated him and Sheridan, you know, sharing a moment. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, I also like Justin observed uh, while watching the episode that apparently uh, the Centauri Imperial crest thingy. It looks like a gorgeous. It looks like a gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a little. It's it's it's. He's got some ice on his neck. Um, Whatever it is, apparently has the chaos the the Warhammer forty k chaos uh, logo on it, <laughs> which I think is super super apropos. Which is the Chaos Gods? Um, so it's it's an eight arrowed star. Um, like it, it's it's from Morcock originally, I believe. Yeah, but which uh, is the, which is the uh, which is the Chaos Gods that's all about being horny? Uh, Slanesh. Slanesh. Yeah. Slanesh. Yeah. I can I can see the, uh, the bondage elf. Yeah, I can see a a a crossover here that that explains the Centauri with Slanesh. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I. I feel like I feel like. Well, isn't isn't Slanesh like kind of uh, kind of along the lines of the the Centauri god of pleasure as described? I don't remember specifically, but like it's it's about like like Slanesh is about like wanton abandon and sensation specifically. If you're if you want to get past the meme definition, if you want to get past the meme definition, and like the most common way that like. Solanash takes form is like orgy cult, but also is like about like it's about like art, but it can also be like about like artistic ex- excess and stuff like that. 
Yeah, so she's okay, a centaur. I know what I'm putting in the next podcast thing that I'm doing. Yeah, they're um, a centaur. There is already basically. a perfect Warhammer 40k podcast. It is called Grim Dorks. Um, it no longer is publishing episodes, but it is still a masterpiece. <laughs> let's let's bring it back to V5. We done with talking about the episode, really? Yeah, I don't. I think so. So I think we were done talking about the episode a while ago. Um, <laughs> with. <laughs> This being our last episode, and frankly, there's not a whole ton to talk about this beyond, oh, there's some vibes with this episode. We have asked for questions on Twitter, uh, and wow, did y'all deliver. Uh, Thank you to friends of the podcast, Josie, Scott, Comrade Sheridan, Ryan, Richard, and Jude, why the fuck am I saying your name? (laughs) Uh, For sending us all of these. Uh, We've done our best to sort these into categories, such as uh, plot, characters, and the cursed zone. Well, let me read the list. Let me read the list of, of, uh, I'm looking at the outline in the doc here, and this outline is very good. It starts with questions for Zathras, which I'm very interested in. Yeah. Plot, reasonable. Characters, good. Aliens, sci-fi bits, fine. Reboot, things we change, yep. General horniness. I'm surprised it took so long to get there, but great. And then the cursed zone at the end. So this is what you're in for. Uh, assuming I figured we'd we'd be getting increasingly all. punchy as we ran through this list. It's, like I put the, there's I put so the many, serious stuff up, up front. There's so many questions. There's so many questions. <laughs> so um, there's actually a question from the cursed zone that I'm going to answer first um, because it is probably the most pertinent to the future of the show. Um, which is that uh, are we all planning on watching the extra movies? And the answer to that is yes, eventually, but we need some time away from Babylon 5. Yeah. These might become like episodes that we do closer to like holidays for when you have to spend three hours in an airport listening to your family. Um, We might come back and do something like, I don't know, whatever the fuck they're called, like in the beginning or third space or whatever the fuck these are. Or that one with Martin. With Martin Sheen. With uh, Martin Sheen in it. Yeah. (laughs) Soul Hunter. So yeah, we might, we might just do those for like special occasions in the future because there's only so much B5 content. Uh, that we have remaining, and I don't want to read any of the comics or books. We got to stretch it till the reboot shows up. Yeah, we got the, the reboot has been pushed back till 2023. So we got to we got to stretch what's what B five we've got. Yeah, we've got time, and we're not covering Crusade. Yeah, and now no. I will I will literally delete everything. <laughs> I will close down the shop like JMS throwing the breaker. I think we're more likely to end up covering the B5 novels and comics than we are to cover Crusade. Okay. <laughs> You're saying that there's another television show? <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Also, very important <laughs> as we enter into this, um, that we have all ordered Baja Blast tonight. Yes. <laughs> I slammed mine during the ep- during the, the watching portion, but I, I, do, ordered, I like, do have. Mate, I ordered a large from Taco Bell, which is... I'm gonna I'm gonna be visiting the bathroom a lot tonight. <laughs> um, so first, we have some questions for Zathras. Um, which Zathras is the best Zathras? Zathras, obviously. Excellent. Um, what were your favorite episodes to edit? Um, I mean, I liked the ones where I got lots of specific requests from you guys for for stupid things. Um, okay. I th- probably Faith of the Heart. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, God. <laughs> I, 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 I literally, I broke when I got to that in the proofing. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was so excited to, to have folks hear that. That was fun. What were your favorite and least favorite bits? TM. <laughs> I'll start with least favorite. I didn't include it because I didn't want to curse anybody, but there was one early outtake where Jude walked to the bathroom <laughs> with a live mic. <laughs> I've done that to every podcast I've been in that I've been on. You can hear everything. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the the curse of the blue Yeti. Uh, Mm. But I think overall, I I like all of the yelling about stupid things like uh, the data crystals. (laughs) Fucking data crystals. Yeah. What's the worst thing you've had to Google for your editing purposes? Uh, I was actually looking at my thread on my alt account for that. Um, I think some wrestling chant. Um, <laughs> of course it's, of course it's wrestling. Yeah, the, the, the Yusek fuck one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Although I'm also very proud of putting the, the bodyguard theme song in, in the episode. <laughs> on. That was good. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, that was good. And we promised no retaliation for the answer to the sex question. Which of us three has the worst mouth sounds? Uh, uh, everybody's fine. <laughs> How it's fucking very, diplomatic! <laughs> I was gonna say it's a very, it's a very diplomatic answer, Zathras. I I know for a fact that I was like literally dying on one episode after <laughs> inhaling like an entire lung full of ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that can't have been good. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the, why didn't you call the blooper reel Byron's Browners? Because Byron only shows up in season five. Yeah. We, yeah. Nobody remembers Byron exists. Scott. <laughs> um, all right. Um, such a I love that question. That's such a I, I think question. I think Zathras goes to take over with asking the questions now. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so, um, Justin, what, what most surprised you about the show? Um... I think the thing that most probably surprised me uh, is probably how quickly the Shadow War ends and how Attractive. sudden it is. Mm-hmm. I recognize like that there are extenuating circumstances for that. Don't fucking at me. Um, but um, <laughs> like it's it's a very anticlimax in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably like the biggest surprise I had for the show is just like it ends. That's it. There's yep. like there's no real big shadow thing after that. Yep. Um there mm-hmm. like we get some hints of it in season five, but that's really it. Uh isn't then for, for Jude and Anna, um aside from the war crimes, uh what stories or plot threads hit differently this time compared to your last watch through? Uh Ooh. serious answer, I would say that the episode I always have been really affected by I'm going to forget the name of the episode, but the episode where the 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 whole species dies, the pandemic episode. <laughs> yeah. Confessions and limitations. Conte- thank that you. That was rough. Yeah, that episode, I've always thought that was a really intense episode, but that episode was like hard. And but I think in general, watching the show there was a lot of like, man, people like these people are stupid. <laughs> and now I watch it and I'm like people are stupid like there's a lot more of of like the wow yeah people really are that fucking stupid and will believe any dumb propaganda horse shit that they're told and that goes for a lot of that goes for a lot of the political themes yeah honestly 
Yeah. Like that a lot of the political themes always seem to me to be like, oh, well, that's like unrealistically dark. And here we are in 2022. And I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also a lot hornier than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> um, for For me also, I think a lot of the like a lot of the stuff with O'Hare. Mm. Yeah. Like really, really hit me a lot more this time and like having him leave the show but come back and stuff like that. Knowing because I think the last time I watched through I didn't know, you know, the entirety of his story, etc. And rewatching with that knowledge was you know, hit hit very differently and yeah. kind of understanding that he was struggling. I think just in general, a lot of the I'm not sure that I've rewatched most of this. It's been a while since I rewatched it other than this. And, you know, I'm in my 30s now and like a lot of the a lot of the storylines about like grief and loss and stuff like that hit very differently now than the last time I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like last time I watched Sleeping in Light, I was fine. Like this is this is great. Um this time I muted my mic and cried the entire time. <laughs> I mean, do we want to talk about episodes that we, we recommend people skip? I, I feel like we could build a watch list. I can get through okay. that. Um, I, um, so, like, the problem with telling people what they can skip is that, the, is that like, you can have a season one episode that'll be, like, 40 minutes of absolute fucking nothing, and it'll have one scene that'll be, like, mildly Crucial. important to his thing later in this. Yeah. Uh, like, fucking TKO. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, TKO is a whole... <laughs> TKO is, like, half an episode of good stuff. Like, yeah. I'm, talking about, thing- I'm talking about the ones where it's, like... This is a completely forgettable episode. There's nothing good in it, but there's a thing that gets referenced here in season two. Uh, yeah. yeah. To which I say, uh, you can skip infection. You can skip probably the, I mean, you could probably skip the war prayer. <laughs> um, though it's, it's a good, it's a better episode than like, I probably give it credit for. Let's see. Death Walker's good. You could probably, you can skip survivors. Um, you can skip the ones that we skipped. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Believers is like it's entirely based on how you like medical medical ethical dramas. Eyes, that's the one. Yeah, Eyes is completely skippable in my opinion. I think there's like four or five episodes you can just entirely skip. And then once you hit season two, there's far less. Yeah, season yeah, two. I was gonna say I think ultimately yes, there are like we skipped a couple episodes early on, but what makes this show really shine is not. More than more than the five season arc, even is the 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 relationships between the characters, and yeah. a lot of that work is done in the episodes. Is not done in the plot heavy episodes. A lot of that work with Jakar and Londo is done in the small places in the B plots, and so yes, if all you care about is how does the shadow war go down, there's probably plenty you can skip or fast forward. But if I am, if you're asking me, what do you, what do I recommend people skip? Skip infection and the one with a gloppet egg, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's about right. And I think in season five, you could probably skip most of the stuff yeah. that's not either Jakar Londo, the weird one-off episodes, or the the final four or so. Yeah, I'd have to think about season five. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a list. I think it's what you vibe with, which yeah. is how, yeah. I, it, which is just like 
It's a good, good way of putting it. Yeah, it's like there are some stuff that you're just I I, I do not think like people are going to vibe with differently. Some people are completionists. I am not. I'd be also challenged to think about a single episode that didn't have at least one good scene in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that like even in some of the garbage episodes, you're going to have like you know that scene where they're like you know eating blue goo in the <laughs> alternatively canteen. I do think that like one scene cannot save an episode. Right, right, yeah. right. Mm, yeah. Which um, I think there's a lot of fun stuff you can watch on YouTube. But like I, I yeah, I think there's like. <laughs> People will probably have their own. Like, if I went through the ep- like episode by episode, I could probably produce something. But like, that's that that will obviously that'd be work. Yeah, that'd be work, yeah. and it wouldn't really be for anybody else but me. Make your own choices. Yep. Yeah. What's the next question? What's uh, aside from the, selecting Ivanov, Ivanova's plot in TKO's cheating for this? Uh, but <laughs> what's one B plot you'd have elevated to an A plot? Oh, easy, easy, easy. Tessa becoming a main character. Yeah, that, I would have accelerated that to an A plot thing. Definitely, it would have yeah. probably made. I, I think it would have made season five a lot more interesting. Yeah, that's an easy one for me. Um, also, uh, bring in Talon earlier in season five and have scenes with him and Jakar interacting. Yeah, and him like, yeah, because you could you could easily do something with Talon coming aboard, kind of with the influx of everybody. And having lots of interactions between them. Yeah, they had like one episode where they had a couple scenes and that was it. Yeah. So should we talk about character or should we go into the, the character cluster now? Yeah, sure, so yeah. We have so many questions. I think it makes sense to... To speed along a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Justin, but then also, you know, the, the other two can, can answer this as well. Um, what characters rose or dropped the most in your estimation from season one to season five? I liked that. I, I I like as for what for as much shit as we have given him on this show. I think that Franklin was built very well to the, the end of the season five. That I think a lot of some of the best like smaller moments in season five were Franklin. I sort of wish he actually had a bigger role in season five. Mm. Yeah, I, I think he was very poorly written through the first half of the show, and then got his big arc, and then became a much more stable character and. There was a lot more attention paid to his character. Yeah, for sure. Um, which um, character dropped the most in my estimation? Um, frankly, uh, Londo. <laughs> like not 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 like mm-hmm. or, or like no, I I'm like no Londo Londo is still a great character. It's just he ain't shit. <laughs> he yeah. yeah he he fell far. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Sheridan for this one. That would have been my for, answer. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. the one that dropped because like. I remember loving Sheridan and like season two, season three, Sheridan's fantastic. And then you get into four, he's okay. And then five, he's just a fucking drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it Those sucks because loafers. I love him so much in season two. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Also, I didn't hate, I didn't hate Garibaldi as much last time as I hated him this time. Mm. Oof. Yeah. So this is a Scott question. Uh, you get one of the following to fix trademark season five. Which do you pick? You get only only get to pick one. Number one, drop Byron, bring back Marcus. Number two, drop Lockley, bring back Susan. Number three, drop Lockley and Byron, bring back Talia. Oh, I'm gonna take three because that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like I mean, if we if you if you're saying, oh hey, yeah. we're like you know. I don't think I want to change the end of season four just because of how that sort of seals that off. I I don't think 
you can bring back Susan if you don't bring back Marcus in some way. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. If you can't, but if, if I can drop if you don't get and both. Byron and bring back Talia. Yeah, if you don't get both Susan <laughs> and Marcus, you want Talia because yeah. if Talia comes back, you can have like some sweet Talia Lita. Yeah, you like Talia can be the Emma Frost to Lita's G Gray. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. into that. I, I mean, that would be that would have been like the lesbian ship of the late nineties. <laughs> i'm i'm gonna go with number two here just based off of the fact that i am 100 confident that if susan was in charge of that station she would have wrapped that whole telepath situation up in a bow and like they would have a colony and like everything would be great that like (laughs) she would have been so much more competent at dealing with that situation than luckily was it effectively it effectively removes the Byron right right, situation. right. like Byron yeah, would have no, been like that. sad and moping but like the plot would have resolved quickly <laughs> and satisfactorily don't understand this one um, was Kosh Sheridan's dad the whole time I don't know what that no. means uh, no no he wasn't okay uh, what will Lieutenant Corwin's first command be ship or station um I think that he's gonna get like I think that like once he's out of B five because I think like once the I think like he spends like a couple more years on B five, and then he's either going to get command of a White Star or an Explorer ship. Mm. I was going to go with Explorer ship um, because yeah. he's had so much contact with aliens. Yeah, being on B5. nothing will ever face him again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's been yeah he's been terrified and stepped on by Ivanova for a bunch of years. What could possibly <laughs> that man is ready to go make some at... first contact with aliens. <laughs> And He's like, fuck them. You know, sentient <laughs> cloud, whatever. Yeah. Let's do this. Hi. If Franklin could have a healthy, non-ethically dubious relationship, who should he have ended up I rarely well, say this. I rarely say this, but Cannon got it right. Yeah. 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 He he ends up it with, with Garibaldi in number one. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like the one time that like a canon. And like a canon endgame pair, like got it right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm completely content with 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 how Franklin ends up. Yeah. How many Centauri tentacles would need to be in season five to make it good? <sighs> Too many. If for it television. was otherwise unchanged completely, God, fuck, I don't know. Like a lot. <laughs> it would have to be a lot every episode. And then and then it would be burnout. By the way, we are in uh, we are in the alien and sci-fi bits now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still disappointed that they never brought back that foley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want that dick whip. Yeah. Those in good foley. I, I hope everybody listening to this appreciates the effort that I went to to uh, extract that foley from the audio. It was very good. <laughs> this is actually a, a, a really interesting question, and I, I might... I might jump in on it too. Overall, do you think Babylon 5's world is improved or hampered by JMS's attempts to bring in hard sci-fi ideas? For example, spin gravity, star fury design. We talked, didn't we talk about this last yeah, episode? Yeah, this is, this is interesting because Scott like jumped the freaking gun on this. Huh. So, I my my whole thing on this is that I think that I think that it is visually interesting. Like, I, or I think like it can create some fun visuals. Anytime it becomes a part of the problem or anything you have to explain, I think that it that in an otherwise pol- political sci-fi setting, it hampers it. Yeah, that's my think, overall yeah. take from five seasons of this. 
Justin made a really interesting point last last episode, uh, Tuesday, when we were recording about this, when you said that anytime it is recognizably connectable to the night to like the nineties, it's a problem. Mm. So anytime we're talking about like a technology or a distinct political trend or cultural trend that you can draw a line straight back to the nineties distinctly, it gets, that gets dicey. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there, I think there are some things that like, like the politics of the show are very easily extractable from the nineties, but frankly, at least if you were living in America in the twenty in the 2020s, I don't think it's changed that much. It's just become a more crystallized version of it. That, like, yeah. Earth being a neoliberal hellscape that's easily manipulated into fascism is a pretty fair projection of, like, the modern day, and, like, it works. Yeah. I think when you're trying to, like, I think about technology stuff, that's where it definitely gets a little bit funny, because it's like, with Star Trek, yeah. you can, like, just say, we're so far in the future, we have this magic technology that sort of like the only things that we can laugh about it with this is that we have modern tech is that we have technology inspired by star Trek that does the thing on things on star Trek better, which I think, which is just funny. Or when you get something like that, like they, in an early episode of next generation, they quote, uh, data's hardware specs. (laughs) And it's like, and it's like, Damn, no, my work does more. My work is, is has better processors than data. Yeah. yeah. I so my my thinking on it is that as a way to set the humans apart visually and conceptually, it's really yeah. good because it shows how far behind the other advanced races they are, but how fast they're catching up. But any but I agree, anytime it becomes a plot point as opposed to set dressing, it um, yeah, it fails. It yeah. ages. It'll be interesting to look at the expanse in twenty five years. Yeah, that's a good. That's yeah. yeah. I think there. I I think the difference between like B five and the expanse is that a lot there. There's enough stuff that is that is basically it's like everything is sort of mythbustered in the expanse where there there you're missing some of the secret sauce to explain things in the expanse. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't just like reverse it. Like how does an Epstein drive work? Eh, <laughs> uh, nobody <laughs> knows. Shrug. It goes real fast. Yeah, exactly. That's what it yeah. does. I do like the fact that star fears can turn around and shoot while they're still going in the same vector. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that just looks dope. It's a cool thing. Yeah. BSG will do it better in eight years. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the Viper fucks. The, the Viper fucks. Whereas the star fury, uh, is, is like a fedora wearing, uh, and so you take that back. Ooh, you take that back. I only come out blazing <laughs> here. Oh my do God. not, do not besmirch, besmirch the glorious Star Fury. Oh, I'm, that's really good. I'm going out on a hot take here. I'm going out. That's, that's really good. This is an interesting question. There's also a Scott question, or no? That's uh, I think it's Richard. Maybe I don't know. It's it one matter. of them. Most of the most of these questions are Scott and Richard. While Zathra says a comedy bit is gold, do you think it detracts from some of the harder sci-fi aspects they try to break in? No, no. no. I think Zathras is great. Yeah, no, it's it's no. it's it's because the only the only <sighs> fictional species that plays under hard sci-fi rules is Earth. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. else yeah. is fucking space magic. They don't got to explain shit. Mm-hmm. 
one of the things that's charming and bizarre about B5 is that it's like if America of the 90s somehow launched itself into Star Trek, but horny. Er. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, like, that's part of what's bizarre and weird about the show is that, like, everybody else is a Star Trek alien, and then you've got humans spinning themselves up to 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 one G and chucking themselves up in in amongst them. It's it's bizarre and weird. And like mm-hmm. the bit of like a species of like space magic weasel men, cable repairmen who are all <laughs> clones or something. Like it's it's just great. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with that. On the day you're recording this episode, jump points open orbit around Earth. Which B5 race do you most want to see emerge and most fear emerging? Uh, no, parentheses, no first ones. Most? Most want and fear. <laughs> I, I would say most I would want would be the Narns, because the Narns would mm-hmm. at least be, like, relatively chill. Uh, most fear? Uh, the Centauri, <laughs> because that would just lead to colonization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I would go with that as well, pretty much. One of the Mars rovers discovers a crashed alien ship. What's your reaction? Don't touch it. I've already fucking played this mystery in surviving Mars. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I want to re. I want. I want the game to reseed, please. What's the gayest place on Centauri Prime aside from the dueling clubs? Centauri don't recognize a gender binary or a sexual yeah. a sexuality binary. So I, I reject the premise of this question. What is the social venue where you're most, where, that is the, just like the. Where you're going to have the most tentacle on. Yeah. It's just the thinnest excuse for sex. Hmm. I feel like movie theaters, right? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. And I, <laughs> I, I would not want to ever work <laughs> at a Centauri movie theater. Yeah. Cause we've established that all Centauri, <laughs> all Centauri visual media is porn. Oh no. Yeah. I was just thinking about like. The sticky floors, sticky floors, and like what tentacles are doing, walls. and, and ceilings, and uh, <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> and this isn't even the cursed question or the horniness questions. It's consider it's our podcast. All all questions are a little horny and a little cursed. Let's get into the section that will make it so that uh, Janice can never listen to us. Awesome. Um. What would you title the Londo Jakar sitcom spinoff? We all deserve, but never got. Um, oh, shit. The uh, odd couple? No, I know what it is. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> yes, that, oh, that, is, man. that is a well-deserved dab. <laughs> you, 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 you take that dab. I, I can't beat that. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, which would you rather see in the future, a Babylon 5 sequel or prequel? We're not doing either of those. Uh, yeah, I don't want either of them. <laughs> I don't think... We have them, and we don't so want either So here are answers that I would actually give. Uh, for a prequel, a miniseries about... What's it called? The, um, yeah, the Dilgar War. Yeah, I, I, I would... Oh, that'd be I think, I think a miniseries of, like, three episodes of, like, a three-night miniseries of two-hour episodes apiece about the Dilgar War, and it's like... Mm rapid ascension on the galactic like community. I think that would be very cool. Mm. Surprisingly, like when you, when you, when you see nerd communities like Reddit talk about like 
the reboot, a lot of them talk about like, oh, we just want a sequel. But like, what do you, what is I there think, to do? Like, what, what sequel? I, I think that like, if you're doing a sequel on B5, like the obvious thing that you do is you do a, pol- like you do a politically, like you do something about the growing pains of the Alliance that isn't the bullshit that we got in season five. You actually do it for real. Um, and you do okay. stuff like the scouring of the, of the, the drock. Okay. Yes. I, that, this is, that is a reasonable answer, but here's the problem. There's a reason why the show that shall not be named failed. Mm-hmm. And that's because Babylon five is a I'm trying to, to, to format my, my thesis here. You've ended Babylon five. They, they've sent the first ones off. Like, the grand epic conflicts, the celestial scale conflicts have kind of wrapped up. So any sequel is going to be like less. It's going to be on a smaller scale. And I think that's, but that's see, I have, and I have an idea for that. Actually, Veer does the goblin emperor. (laughs) I get that joke. Uh, the Goblin Emperor is a for 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 any listeners who aren't um, familiar with the book. Um, the Goblin Emperor. Uh, what's the what's the author's name, Jude? Catherine Addison. Catherine Addison. Yeah, it's a it's a novel about the unwanted fifth sixth son of an emperor who dies unexpectedly with all of his other sons, leaving this poor uh, half goblin half elf child to inherit the throne. I'm literally telling you what happens in the first four pages. I'm not giving you any spoilers here. Uh, to become the Goblin Emperor and uh, ascend to the throne. But you could really, like, rewrite that novel about to be about Veer. Yeah, because the, like, I don't think it's, you know, too much of a spoiler to say that, you know, the, the premise of, the premise of the book is how you can change the world by being kind. Yeah. And I would like to see Veer. I would like to see that, but Veer. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also, I would watch, I would watch uh, Jakar and Lita on their space adventures forever. I would watch that, but only if it was on Cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. You'd watch it on anything. I mean, I would, but I would want it on, or HBO, I guess. That, it really dates how old I am that that Cinemax, that I made that Cinemax joke. Cause like the younger ones are gonna be like, Cinemax? What the fuck is Cinemax? Like, who cares if it's on Cinemax? Yeah, or no, not? you can just watch that on HBO now. Yeah, now it's on HBO or fucking Netflix, which is getting Marilyn Monroe torture porn. So God only knows what, you know, what these kids are gonna understand. All right, okay. what's the next one? Um, who of the active writers right now should uh, Jameis bring in as guest writers for the new show or, or even into his writer's room, given, for example, you know, Day of the Dead and stuff? I have a popular opinion on this one. I would love to see Cat Valente write a Babylon 5 episode. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. I would love to see that. I... Noted friend... By the way, I have to say this. Noted friend of the show, Cat Valente. <laughs> noted, noted friend of the show... Three uh, triple Hugo nominated this year. Yes, congratulations, yes. To Kat. Kat congratulations Cat. Cat. Uh, and well deserved too. Yeah, yeah. Could not agree with you more, Justin. Um, I would also like to. I think it would also be interesting to bring the Wachowskis in hmm. for maybe like sort of the way 
uh, to to consult on the show the way that uh, Harlan Ellison did. Um, not necessarily as a conceptual consultants, not necessarily as writers, but to queer the show up a little bit and to sort of shake JMS out of his uh, ruts. And just mm-hmm. just broadly on that note, I I just hope that. I'm not sure that it'll happen because of JMS is who he is, but I I hope that there's a writer's room that's full of diverse people and diverse opinions to, you know, help yeah. make, you know, help flesh out the, you know, the new, the B5 2.0. Yeah. I hope it's not JMS writing the whole thing again. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That having a variety of perspectives, I think can only improve the show. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, here's a here's a dream episode of mine. Taika Waititi writing the this season's lower decks. Oh, <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd I, be I'd, pretty good. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. And honestly, I think that like someone like I, I think I would also enjoy like uh, John, uh, John Scalzi, like doing mm-hmm. an episode mm-hmm. in that yeah. vein as well. I mean, we can we can throw in Diane Duane in here too. Yeah. I think there's, oh, I think yeah, there's a lot. Of, I think there's great. a lot of writers who I'd like. I would love to see handling the mm-hmm. specific brand of sci-fi. But yeah, I mean, like, there's a ton of people who I like. I would love to see on this. Yeah. Give me B five Citation Ops, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, but honestly, I think I think Justin answered it best off the top. I think Cat is probably the per- the number one person I would want to see write an episode. Yeah, of I would. B5. I would love to see Cat yeah, do like something like Day of the Dead, um, yeah. or yeah. it's a very specific cultural thing. Like you know, <laughs> you know, it's like a very specific cultural thing that is applied to the station. Who do you absolutely want to see come in for cameos or one shots in the new show? I mean, I think we've already we've already answered this question a little bit before, but yeah. my answer will always be Bruce Boxlitner yeah. as uh, President Clark. That's the mm. only one I want. I, I don't want anyone else from the show to come back. Just Bruce. Yeah, I think you can do like the. I honestly think it's the BSG. You you if you bring if you bring anybody back, they have to be in a radically different role. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Walter Koenig's still alive. He's retired from acting, though. Uh, I hope I hope they bring Claudia Christian back for something, though. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, yeah. I guess I ever play a creepy old Minbari. <laughs> <laughs> she could do it. She could do a good Earth senator or something too. No, she should be like Dukat. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that next question, so I'm going to skip it. Um, so let's get into the general horniness. This one's mine. Yeah, this one's Jude's. You want to do it? Okay, fuck Mary Kill, Byron Bester Morden. Fuck Bester, Mary Byron, Kill Morden. I and I will explain myself. Bester, that would be the nastiest shit possible, and I'm in for it. <laughs> Byron has tr- has tremendous male wife energy, <laughs> and I am gonna fuck. You know, it, it's you're you're gonna tell me I can like just unload a PBG into that motherfucker. Hand me, hand me the gun and six, like half a dozen extra caps. <laughs> All right. Would it be regular Morden or extra crispy Morden? I did say any I, version. I don't care. I, I would kill any, all of them. <laughs> all of the clones. All of the Morden clones. All of the Morden fungi. <laughs> and honestly, I can't, I can't beat your answer. In yeah, there. I can't top that. I mean, it's the correct answer. It is. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, who fucks more of the Centauri, parentheses, all of them, or Jakar? Obviously, Jakar. Yeah, and the Centauri as a species must fuck more than. Yeah, I think, but I but quality quality versus quantity here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we. Valid. I think we can all agree with that. 
I th- I think I think yeah, Jakar is a full in, uh, immersive experience. <laughs> so, uh, Rebo and Zudi, how much action do they get? Absolutely none. none. If there's a, <laughs> I, I truly, we've I, established in this show that there are what what amounts to divine beings. I think the first ones count as some kind of divine beings. And that being true, that there being any kind of good divine presence in creation, those two fucking goblins must not fuck. <laughs> I think that I think that Rebo Zidi Zidi are voluntary celibates. They're mm. ball cells. <laughs> what if they only fuck each other though? Then so that's a closed loop and we're safe. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. Who would fuck who in a B five DS nine crossover? Um, Dax and uh, Dax and Ivanova. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I I feel like <sighs> Worf and Jakar. <laughs> oh no, the, uh, Kira I, I, and Jakar. Mm-hmm. Like that, it would start out as like a really oh angry God. sparring match or something like that, and yeah. then it would end up as a different sort of sparring match. <laughs> yeah. Um. Kira, like Kira's into like religious figures who are like probably yeah. not good for her. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck Veri- fuck Beryl. <laughs> who does who does Londo end up in a hollow suite with? Okay, I, I'm going to put a content warning on this. This is going to be the <laughs> grossest shit of your lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible answer. I hate you. <laughs> but it's true. Oh. Oh, I'm tempted to bleep that just so we only we get that. That'd be really funny. That'd be really funny. What about Morn? <laughs> Who does Morn fuck? Because canonically, Morn fucks. One of the, like... Um, one of the Pachmara? <laughs> one of the Pachmara, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Purple Drazi. Like, no, Purple like Drazi, yeah. Do, like, like, it has to be two non-speaking roles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hard mode now. DS9 Mirror Universe. I still can't yes. watch enough DS9. <laughs> Ivanova would still fuck... Like, Ivanova would fuck Kira. Mm. <laughs> because because I think if there's one thing that Kira that Ivanova has not had to deal with, it is someone with a tremendous like step on me energy. <laughs> and I think she would 404. <laughs> Are the Mimbari wearing that's a stupid question. Um I think they would wear bone hats though. Like mm. I wanna see like they they gotta have like okay, Minbari combat helmets have to like seal the bone layer or something like hmm. they're just bone that they put on top oh of it's like bone. a helmet it's like a like a clamshell that like clamshells over on top of the bone like a lid yeah. it's not it's like yeah. a li- literal lid <laughs> see meanwhile yeah. meanwhile i was taking this in a different direction which is that it's asking whether the bone is actually actually just a hat which oh. given delen's hairstyle and the and the degree <laughs> to which i hate it <laughs> Stupid, stupid yeah. bone headband. I'm gonna go with possibly yes. <laughs> Fuck you, costumers. You do so well on everything else. That's funny. Uh, what piece of merch are you most excited of the idea of for the new show, and why will it end up being super disappointing? 
Uh, NFTs. B five leg B five Legos. Um, it'll do, but it'll end up being like one of the, th- the one of the other one of the other Lego brands brands that isn't good. Yeah, um, yeah. Mega Blocks or something. Mega Blocks. Well, I, I think it'll be a thing where like they'll come out with B five Legos and we'll be like Richards are better. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the, the truly, if if I have if I have to see the word Babylon Five NFT, I will fucking uh, <laughs> we'll delete the I, podcast. I'll delete the podcast, and then I will like just fucking like throw a Molotov somewhere. Uh, I'm gonna go with the traditional for any sci-fi franchise, which is that there will be really cool t- T-shirts um, that are have no options for curvy figures. Oh, I can I, I I can go even more cursed with this answer. Uh, it's the D and D five V role playing game. Oh, fuck you, dude! <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already got one three. We've got one OGL mm-hmm. five adaptation. <laughs> All right, let's go for the next one. All right, what bizarre product placement will end up on the new Plaza uh, on the new Zocalo? Oh, that's easy. Hard mode. What is it? The besides Baja Blast? Oh no. <laughs> Well, yes, Baja Blast, obviously, but besides Baja Blast, uh, no, the it's it's White Claw is the obvious answer because White Claw, <laughs> White Claw yes. is the Zima of of the 2020s. So your car oh. just pounding a White Claw. <laughs> I'm I'm here for like Veers, like three White Claws in energy. <laughs> uh, Nutrigrain bars. Okay, so. Crossover into Athrobeth now. Um, recast the B5 cast into the Lord of the Rings. So I have questions about this question. Is Me it too. the cast of B5? Who would they play if they were in a Lord of the Rings movie? Is that the cast? Okay. Or maybe it's the characters? I think we can I think that we should feel free to interpret this however we choose. Yeah, okay. like let's take like the, the general core personality of the characters they play. All right. Um I think so that I think that Veer and Lanier would make good hobbits. Yeah, no, Veer and Lanier are clearly uh, Mar- uh, what's it called? Uh, Marion Pippin. Jakar is Jakar is Gandalf. Oh, interesting. I was going to say Jakar is Aragorn. You could go either way because he's, but I, yeah, I could see him as as Gandalf. Because Gandalf also has a transformation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Morton's worm tongue, right? Morton's worm tongue. Yeah, for sure. Sheridan is Sher, uh, Sheridan is, is, I guess, story thematically wise, he's Aragorn. Yeah. But Boxletner would play Theoden, I guess. Or Faramir. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually okay with him playing Theoden. That would work. Mm. Uh, Londo. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> um, um, Londo is Saruman is is really good. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I love that. I was gonna say um, st- the steward of Gondor, whose name I'm slipping with. Denethor. It's not important. Denethor. Denethor. Yeah, but I like Saruman better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Honestly, yeah, I like that. Um, the, with the whole like spy master thing that he's got going on in like the early seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I could see that. What about Ivanova? Gimli? <laughs> <laughs> Energy-wise, yes. Yeah. Ivanova. Well, uh, what's her name? Uh, Claudia Christian. What about Ivanova as Aragorn? I was going to say, well, not Ivanova as Aragorn, but Claudia Christian as Aragorn. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On Very board with. Ooh, and, Which and, would make Marcus Arwen. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which totally works. I'm so here for this. Oh, this is coming along nicely. Also, on this on this note, since we just watched Sleeping in Light, um, I'd like to note that uh, Sheridan went into the West. Yes. Yeah. That's the obvious. That's like that's the it's JMS. Yes. Our final episode is JMS. No, this isn't Lord of the Rings. I swear. Yeah. But yeah. But what if Garibaldi is clearly uh, what, what's his name? Schmeagel. Uh, Corwin is gonna say he's like Fatty Bulger. He's one of those characters that is like yeah. like a stand-up chap and like. Shows up in like a couple chapters and then I feel like there. he might be Faramir though. No, oh, okay, that makes sense. I could, I could get into that. Does that make Sinclair Bilbo? Yes, thematically at least. Moment, yeah, that works. I could see that. I could also put Sinclair as Gandalf. Ooh, I mm. like that. Mm. O'Hare could have played a mean Gandalf. Yeah. Okay, uh, who, who. Not that he's in the movies, but like, which B five character would have been a good Tom Bombadil? Yeah, Zathras. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to go with Drawl. Uh, hmm. Drawl also valid okay. answer, but yeah. both of those yeah. are very has the, has the inspired voice for Tom answers. Bombadil. Oh man, that yeah. question was surprisingly I mean, good. I was not expecting yeah. that, that that question to have like the legs that it did. All right, this is a question for Justin now. What would the uh, main cast gimmicks be if they were professional wrestlers? Oh, my time has come. Okay, so um, <laughs> I think that you, I think that you put. Okay, so let's. I'm going to start with the easy ones first. Uh, first is that uh, Ivanova is like. I think I've established the show. She'd be like super into like Joshi wrestling. So like she's just a hard striker who's like got a like a a, a shoot fight background. So like MMA shit. Um, Sheridan would be like a a like anti-authority face. Um Sinclair would be like the Undertaker with like supernatural shit, but with like the Undertaker was like a like doing like anti-hero shit. So he'd have some spooky stuff, but he'd be like ultimately on the side of good. Um Londo would be Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, including the funky wit, like I can imagine Peter Jurassic doing, like if please doing viewers, doing the Lance McMahon do, walk. Yes, uh, viewers, if you have not seen the way that Vincent K. McMahon, an alien who is writing, like a who is Vincent Vince McMahon is a human body that is being ridden by a different alien every day, and so if you just Google like a video of Vince Vince McMahon walking, you are like. No human being has ever walked like this before or ever, ever walk like this again. <laughs> um, and just truly does not Did, have any idea how other human beings do anything. You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever play that game in like, I want to say like the early 2000s, where you had to like use ASDF to try and make a stick figure walk? Oh, yes. Quop? Yeah, quop. Quop, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Lance McMahon. Peter Jurassic would kill that. Lance McMahon is like a rudimentary AI trying to trying to control a human via quad. <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and Peter Jurassic would nail that energy. I think absolutely. Um, 
And um, let's see some other quick ones. Morden would be like the most sniveling, pathetic dude who just like scored wins off of like cheap roll ups. Um, <sighs> Didn't you Jakar yet? Oh yeah, Jakar. I just imagine like Jakar is like Stone Cold Steve Austin of just like ridiculously over um, mm. hero of the people. Like it is like in that like started out as a heel, but very quickly was a face. Yeah, it's like it's like Jakar has like that like Stone Cold Steve Austin CM Punk energy mm-hmm. of like no matter what no matter what he does, people will be behind him. Who who is the like weird vampire guy that we were talking about last time? <laughs> oh, Danhausen. That would be Zathras. <laughs> Zathras is Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> like like that is popping out from hatches and stuff like that yeah yeah exactly um that that that, that actually fits way too well unfortunately <laughs> um i think we, we we have sufficiently put enough viewers to sleep so we'll put, put that through uh how many trips to taco bell or you know in this pandemic era uh, how many door dashes from taco bell collectively <laughs> did the hosts and zathers make during the duration of the recording uh, of this show i refuse to answer this question fair enough uh I the viewers think a uh, uh, little enough of me as is. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer not to answer this question uh, for my okay. own sanity, if nothing else. It's three for me. Uh, what would B five branded official keycaps look like? They'd be clear what action with no legends. <laughs> <laughs> and what action type is such weird fur fucking jargony bullshit that I don't understand? Would they be <laughs> okay? Uh, they would be. Uh, Let's see. What would okay? They would we have be, a perfectly good Babylon Five font, you know. Yeah. No. They they would be one <laughs> of two things. They there would be one of two things. Uh, the Earth Force set would would have would use the Earth Force font that that we have. Mm-hmm. It would be gray. It would be just the fucking ugly set. It would be gray with the like the blue and yellow colors for B five. Yeah. It would be SA, and it would be fucking hideous it'd be like it'd be like space cadet but somehow bad yeah exactly you could also do like a white star set that would be i would do it like cam like cam white star and do it in in like the the color tones of like the minbari color tones. like grayish lavender yeah that that could fuck and have uh have like minbari minbari legends that'd be fun yeah uh but unfortunately Zathras's answer is the right one. They would be completely unlegended blocks of transparent, uh, plas- like what? What do you call it? Um, a clear resin or something. Of re- yeah, resin resin blocks replicating uh, jagged hunks of crystal. That would be. That would be it. <laughs> deeply unpleasant. Because I was going to say, I have SA Polyclear on pre-order. <laughs> yeah, but they, these would be like ra- jagged hunks of like of of like quartz hunks. So it would look, not only would it look <laughs> no, like no, no, a control no, no. panel. Be, no, no, it'd be flat. Everything would be perfectly flat on top. Like the, like the tops of the data crystals because they taper, right? Mm. Oh yeah. So they would be flat on top. I was thinking if they were the other way around, you could get it both. They would come in both. The, the earth variety is flat on top and the Minbari variety is <laughs> crystals on top. So you can hate, either look like this. Yeah. <laughs> At a 45 degree so, angle, like the beds, right? So I think we've put enough of our, uh, we put in, we put enough of our viewers to sleep with our very highly specific uh, <laughs> <Knowledges>. questions. 
Um, so overall, um, I don't know. Let's have some closing thoughts. Like what? Like V five? It's over. What do we do now? I mean, we know what we're doing now, but like final thoughts. I kind of feel like going back and rewatching some of my favorite episodes again. Like <laughs> masochist. Like, but but like more like divorced from like trying divorced to hold from, like, on to the plot to... and stuff like that. Yeah. But just like yeah. go back and just pick like you know the it's sort of like sometimes I'll be like okay I want to watch TV I don't know what I want to watch here's Star Trek Next mm-hmm. Generation and here's like I'm just going to put on one of my 10 favorite Next Generation episodes that I have memorized. I might start doing that, but with like Babylon 5 too. Yeah, because now that you've... Yeah, because I've never previously done that because like honestly I've kind of had a hang up about like season 5, but we we did it. Like... Lance the boil. <laughs> yeah, we made, we made it through and now I feel like in some ways I can like go back and appreciate the rest of it without like this sort of Damocles hanging over my head. Yeah. No, I get that. Jude, how about you? Closing thoughts. I would say my closing thoughts are, it's fucking bananas to me that a dumb Twitter joke that I managed to avoid for like a year and a half, but finally caught up to me like a fucking blue shell (laughs) could end up being such something that was so, such a gift, man. Like, this podcast, doing this podcast has been a real, like, lifeline through the last year and whatever. It's been a goddamn pandemic, and having, you know, every Tuesday night, like, some B5 episodes to yuck about uh, has been fantastic. Um, And I'm so grateful that we actually sat down to do this podcast, and I love that we did it with B5, which is a show that I love and I love even more now. Yeah. Even though I hate beef, I hate season five even more than I did before. Because you can see the outlines of what could have been good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just think that this has been a real joy to do. And I'm psyched to get into a person of interest. Uh, I'm loving Anna's reactions to the episodes as she's watching them. And I'm really excited to like, do this all again with another show and then we'll fucking figure out what's the show after that. And I'm just really, this was just a really good experience and I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we've joked repeatedly on air about like, you know, that, uh, you know, recording this podcast is cheaper than therapy. Um, (laughs) but well, maybe, I mean, maybe not for Zathras. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe the other, but you know it's it's really been at the very least it tells me what day of the week it is once a week <laughs> i get that that scans honestly it's been it's been great to like kind of rediscover something that i loved but like you know had trepidations about slash a sour taste in my mouth from you know the times i've tried to make it through season five in the past and like rediscovering it. And especially through like seeing you experience it for the first time, Justin. Mm-hmm. So from my end, um, like first time watch front to back overall, it is a thing that I think it's, I, I see where a lot of this is coming from. 
I think that in my overall think of this, I don't think this is one of my favorite. This is going to like slot in as like one of my favorite shows. But I like it's a good show, and I I probably see myself re like rewatching it in like two years. And you know, I'll probably dip out like mid season four um, with some like <laughs> sprinklings of some season five episodes. But like overall, there like it's good. It's something where I can see a lot of structural bones that other shows will latch onto and iterate on. And yeah, I mean, overall, it's like yeah, it's it's it was a good show. It was enjoyable to do this with you. And I'm looking f- like we've already started doing person of interest, and I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Um, as a, like a, a slightly more modern thing that's following on this same structure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall it's like, I'm, I'm glad to have done this with y'all as this weird, like uh recorded, recorded log of experience. <laughs> um, yeah. So that there will always be these 62 episodes. <laughs> we will, we'll always have Paris, um, but not Tom Paris. That's a different show. Oh, fuck off, Tom Paris. <laughs> what about what about you, Aaron? What are your kind of closing thoughts as we finish this arc of the show? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a, a parallel journey for me because I've I've watched some of them, but mostly rewatched it through your uh, summaries. Um, so like my joke answer here is I would definitely watch a, a Jude demake of, of Babylon five. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, it, it, in a similar vein to, to your recording, you know, frequency, like it's been hard during the pandemic to focus on stuff. And like, you know, I've, started video games and bounced off them and like having something that I could do sort of with half of my brain and have something that's good come out of it, you know, that I could actually say like, I didn't just faff away moving numbers around. I actually produced something felt really good. And I'm really proud of the stuff that we've done. Um, you know, with some asterisks here and there for content. Um, but you know, <laughs> you're, you're not proud of our reputation for being galactically horny. I mean, but the show is, you know? Uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been good. And I'm glad that we're continuing. Same. And I hope that you join us for recording in, uh, whatever we watch next. <laughs> we'll have to find something that Jude and I haven't watched. Well, uh, so that's all we have for this show. We're going to be doing the movies at some point, as we said earlier, but that might be like our Christmas gift to you. Tune in next time, where we'll be covering season one, episodes one and two of Person of Interest, Pilot, and Ghosts. Until next time, and always, be seeing ya. The Babylon Project is an independent production. All views expressed on the show are our own. Clips from the original show remain property of the original owner. Music information can be found in the show notes. The rest of the show is licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 share-alike no derivatives license.
Recording.